Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the next English podcast. Here is another episode for you, and this time it's featuring a native speaker from Ireland, Kay. Hello, Kay. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? How are you yourself? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Very great. happy. Great. Great. Thanks for agreeing to be on the podcast, by the way. You're welcome. Although you didn't really give me a choice, but yeah, didn't you're I? welcome. I wouldn't do that to you. You're very I? persuasive. Well, that's because I have never had an Irish person on the podcast, you see. Ah. I've already had a, a Northern Irish on the podcast, but as we know... We are different countries. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I, I couldn't let this opportunity slip through my fingers, could I? Well, no. It's not every day you get to see a real Irish person. Exactly. Not it's, like it's the fake Irish that you see in Prague Irish pubs. <laughs> right. They don't speak English, so, yeah. Well, luckily... For me, it's every week now, and that's because how do how do we two know each other actually? Uh, I go to the board game evening on a Friday evening in Podjebradi. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is my terrible check, in case you were not sure. Yeah, so we've known each other for maybe a month. That's I think it must be more than that. Maybe two months. Two months, perhaps three months, and and so. You came once to my board game meetup with another friend of mine mm-hmm. whose name is Claire. I did. And I did Celtacos with Claire. Mm-hmm. Claire is American. And once she brought you too. And then you liked it so much that you became a regular. Yeah. Although I do have an issue. She did not bring me. I drove. I brought her. <laughs> oh, you brought her. If we're okay, being okay. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> put my foot in it like that. <laughs> That's alright. Uh, yeah, okay. I know Claire. She lives in a town next to mine and we're the only native speakers in those towns so we kind of have to be friends. Wow, so I have to say that I'm very, very privileged. I'm, I'm very honoured. I'm honoured to meet a Czech person. Well, the, that's who, not very hard for someone. Who I can understand. Who I oh, can okay, understand. Okay. You made it better now. Because yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> a lot of Czech people here. By the way, we should just est- uh, establish some sort of uh, background here. So we have got two people here sitting opposite us who are not getting involved in this interview, but be- perhaps we should let them say hi at least. Mm. Okay, so hi. Namaste. Sorry. Namaste. Oh, oh. Indian. Oh, Namaste. okay, that was Nrup, everyone. Yes. Uh, and he was speaking Indian to us. Yes. Uh, you all know Nrup from one episode of the podcast, and then we have also... Hi, this is Mario talking. Uh, yeah. you, should, you should have said it in Macedonian. <laughs> like, Bravo. <laughs> okay. So, they are here, but uh, oh, I guess you, can, you guys can ask questions later on, okay. if you want. But the interview is being conducted with... Uh, yeah, me. <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> okay, so um, let me start by asking you... Uh, a question, of course, because that's what we do on this podcast. We ask a lot of questions. Um, how did you end up here in the Czech Republic? A very unexpected question indeed, right? Yes, I had no warning. Thank you, Maria. Um, I ended up here because I work here. I teach English and this is where my job was. Um, so I came here in September and I live in a small town, not near Prague, although people tell you it's very near Prague. Mm-hmm. But it's actually nearer Podjebrady. Kind of. I'd say maybe it's in the middle. It's Perhaps. in the middle. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, that's why I'm here. Because I teach here. Okay. And and so so did you always want to end up here or did you have 
other plans was it coincidental or <laughs> if there's one thing you should know about me it's that i have no plans ever things just happen uh -huh. so i'm here in the czech republic because in 2013 i met a czech woman uh -huh. who opened a language school ah. okay and that's why i'm here and you were the first person she contacted yes i hope <laughs> that's she what she told me maybe she's lying to make me feel better and then she took you on Yes. And now you're her, her employee. Yes, I am. And so you and and interestingly, you teach German. Yes, I teach German, English, and Spanish. Oh, okay. So you are trilingual. Could we say that? <laughs> well, I'm not fluent in Spanish, so you're not fluent definitely in Spanish, not. And you teach it. Yes, I teach beginner Spanish. Oh, I see. But I'm not fluent. Okay, but you're fluent in German. Yes. Because you are a German teacher. That's yes. your profession. That's your qualification. Uh, my qualification is modern languages. So I'm a modern language teacher. Modern language teacher. So which languages fall into the category of modern languages these days? Well, I've taught obviously English. That's easiest for me. That's your mother tongue. It's it? one oh. of them, yeah. Oh, okay. My other mother tongue is Irish, which I also teach, uh -huh. uh, but only in Ireland because uh -huh. people in Europe don't need Irish. German as well. I taught a little bit of Dutch okay. for a while, and yeah, just any languages that you can do, people want you to teach. Are there any languages you can't speak? Czech. Have you not noticed? <laughs> but you're learning, so uh, one day you will I'm be there. Learning slowly. I find Czech really difficult, uh -huh. very difficult. Slavic languages, I have no clue. Okay, so basically, listeners, we've just found out that K is what we could call a polyglot. She <laughs> speaks multiple languages. Yeah. And so, is it true that the more languages you know, the easier it gets to learn new languages? Um, yeah, I'd have to say so, especially because different languages have different linguistic, uh, I'd say, I don't know, linguistic parts mm -hmm. or linguistic concepts, okay. which might not be the same in, as in English, but mm -hmm. they might be the same as in perhaps German. Okay. So for someone who only speaks English, learning that concept might be really difficult. Yeah. But if I already know the concept in a different language, mm -hmm. then it's exactly the same. For example, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in Czech you have two words for to go. You have yit and yet. Yeah, correct. correct. Thank you. Yep. Um, one of them is for walking. And I one is and the other on one is wheels. For yeah, on wheels, yeah. Exactly. And mm -hmm. in English, we don't have that. Mm -hmm. We would just say go, or you'd need go. to be more specific, drive, ride, etc. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but German has the same. You have gehen fahren. and fahren. Ja, exactly. Natürlich. <laughs> so for me, that concept was really easy, whereas mm -hmm. other people in my class had a bit of problems with that. But I actually, when, when I heard you speak German, I thought that your German is really fantastic. Like, Thank you are really su super fluent. So could you perhaps talk to us in German for about 10 seconds? Just to prove it to my listeners. Yeah, das so. kann ich, aber was soll ich sagen? Was ist das? Uh, sprechen, Sie, um, sprechen Sie Deutsch? Sprechen Sie? Bin ich Sie? Uh, sprechst du Deutsch? Sprichst du Deutsch? Ja, ich kann ja, Deutsch. Ja. Kannst du Deutsch? Uh, kann, kann du langsam sprechen? Ja, ja, ich kann langsamer sprechen, aber ich weiß nicht, was ich sagen soll. <lacht> Entschuldigen Sie bitte, aber mein Deutsch ist sehr schlecht. Ja, es ist gleich wie mein Tschechisch. Ja. Ja, dann, dann super. Sind wir die gleiche? <lacht> okay. <lacht> And would you like to go back to English? Because yes. you look a little bit scared. Yes. yes. <lacht> I'm turning red a little oh. bit right now. A little bit feeling embarrassed because mm -hmm. I do have some listeners from Germany actually. Well, now I'm feeling embarrassed because I know I made a mistake. So you did? Yeah, maybe they'll tell you about it. Oh, maybe they will. What, 
I think they will more appreciate that an Irish person speaks German than yeah. uh, they will not you know, worry about. I have had that. When I used to live in Austria, people would always ask me, is your father German or yeah. why does someone from Ireland speak German? Uh-huh. Did you get lost? Or, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, okay, I know about you that you are a well-traveled person. Mm-hmm. What exactly yeah. does that mean to be well-traveled? Um, well, I'm, I'm asking you, no it, it sounds like I'm testing your knowledge of English, but that's because this, this podcast is for learners of English, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were just asking if I knew those words. I, I, I know you know it. I, I, wouldn't, I don't doubt your knowledge okay. of your mother tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I sometimes do, so, oh. yeah. Okay, um, well-traveled means that I've traveled a lot mm-hmm. and to many different places. Mm-hmm. And you could also say you're, you're a globetrotter. Yeah, a globetrotter is another mm-hmm. word. Okay, so uh, would you mind telling us a bit more about that, some details? Um, Yeah, so I left home when I was 14, Mm -hmm. and the first place I went was Mexico. Because 14? Yes. Did I hear clearly? 14. 14? How can someone leave home when they are 14? You were a kid. (laughs) I was a child, yeah. Come on. In Ireland you can do a lot of things. Mm. Um, So So this is legal, actually? I mean, it's not illegal. That's kind of how we work there. Okay, so did you, you like run away or were you forced or did you just... Wow, this is getting very <laughs> deep, isn't it? Doesn't matter. The point is I left home when I was 14 okay. and went to Mexico. This is where I started learning Spanish. Right. And I actually sold silver for a while. You sold silver? I sold silver in a place really? called Taxco. Ooh. Which is... Oh, so, so isn't this uh, child labor? Selling silver when you're 14. I don't know. I got paid. Oh, you got paid. So you didn't care about it. When you're 14 and someone hands you a paycheck, you're over the moon. You don't care. Anyway. You see, this is getting interesting, (laughs) listeners. Yeah, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Why not? And that sort of started my love of traveling. Mm. Also with necessity. When the tourists, uh, tourists leave... There is no need to sell silver, mm-hmm. so you go somewhere else. And I had a friend who said there were English teaching jobs going in China. Oh, wait, and how old were you then? Then I must have been 15. 15? Yes, 15 English and teaching a- job at the age of 15? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Okay. So I left to go to China, I think it was two weeks before my 16th birthday. And I arrived in Beijing, and I could not speak a word of Chinese. And I remember the first thing that I did was I got off the plane, got on the wrong bus, Hmm. and went in the completely wrong direction. Okay. But eventually I got there, and I worked uh, for half a year in Beijing, Mm -hmm. and then for three months in Xi'an. As a teacher? As a teacher. Okay. Is it it normal to employ uh, a teenager like that? Is it normal? I think that, especially in China, no one asked how old I was. They just assumed that if you could teach a class, then you were grand. I see. So you didn't have to, like, they didn't do any background check on you. You didn't have to show your ID or anything like that. I I had to show my passport and get a visa and all those things. Was it falsified a little bit? How dare you? (laughs) No, it was not. I just think, especially in one of the schools that I worked at, their level of English was very low. Mm -hmm. And so numbers were especially difficult for them. So perhaps that's why. You were teaching them numbers. Well, I didn't try too hard, you know, I wasn't going to get myself fired. <laughs> okay, so this happened when you were 16? Yes, I was in China when I was 16. Okay, well, th- it seems like this, this story has a lot of, lot of threads. So threads? Th- uh, is it the right word? Thread? Am not, I threatening not thread, you? Not thread, but thread. Like this story has a lot of 
threads to untangle. Um, I mean, no. that's, you could say that. That's yeah. very poetic. Oh, you could just well, say I'm a poetic person. So. You, you could just say it's complicated. <laughs> that might be easier. I just wanted to say like there are a lot of... Um, different paths different paths yeah. in, in your story there's a lot of it's it's a it's a com complex storyline yeah, yeah i'd agree okay so anyway and eventually i ended up back in europe and i decided that i wasn't done traveling so i traveled all around europe doing whatever jobs i could do okay uh, such as <laughs> so far it has been interesting uh, is it something you can share on this podcast by the way <laughs> I don't the know. way the way you <laughs> what are you the suggesting way i'm not suggesting anything but the way you're presenting it no i mean <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were all they were all legal. If that's what okay, you're asking, okay, they were okay. all fine. It was just there's lots of different ones. So I worked at a bar in Spain. I worked as a tour guide in Italy. Okay. Uh, I cleaned boats in Italy. That was boats? fun. Yeah, I cleaned Italy. boats oh, in, in Lago de Garda. If you know what that is, it's no. beautiful, and their boats are very dirty. And I cleaned them. Oh. So you're welcome, tourists. Okay. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. And eventually, I got to the age where I thought, you know what, I would really like to not clean boats anymore <laughs> I would like to get an education so I went to England to go to university at, at the age of 18 18 wait a minute so did you just skip the high school or how <laughs> yeah you oh, skipped well, the high school and uh, my family doesn't do school anyway so uh, education isn't necessary okay so you can go to a university in England without I had to do a lot of intensive courses and exams I and see, I, I see. had to take to my make up for your yeah but luckily I chose subjects which I could pretty much do, mm -hmm. aka mm -hmm. languages. I so I remember I took my A-level German exam mm -hmm. um, before I took my GCSE ah, German I exam. I see. So it was fine. So it was you made fine. it happen. Yeah. I think you can do anything if you tell yourself that you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. Right I'm now I'm recording a podcast with uh, somebody from Ireland. Yeah. I don't think I would have envisaged this when I was setting up this podcast five years ago. But so. you told yourself that you exactly. could and look exactly. where you are. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. It doesn't uh, get any better than this, listeners. If this is the highlight, then I... Yeah, <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, I talk to myself all the time. And, you, you do? Know, yeah. What do you, what do you call that? Is it some sort of a It's the only time I get intelligent or? conversation. Okay, we have... I have to tell you, listeners, something. Kay is actually a bit of a stand-up comedian, so if if it, if she comes across, as, I really as thought you were going to say arrogant. <laughs> no, <laughs> which I agree with. That's no, I, I mean you might be, but I'm not. I'm not going to say that because I don't think it yet. Yet, yeah. your mind <laughs> could change. But I would like to. Um, I would like to tell my listeners that Kay is a bit of a stand-up comedian. So if she comes across as a bit funny at times. <laughs> It might be an understatement, listeners. Then don't be surprised. And if, if you sense a bit of sar sarcasm here and there, then, you know, you just have to read it in between the lines. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> and she's also from the British Isles. Yes. It's a I didn't mess it up, did I? No, it's a geographical term. Yep. Which includes my country mm -hmm. and the United Kingdom. So that's fine. Well done. You look yeah. so happy. Well, I, I did my homework, so... Yeah. I remember <laughs> just before we got here, someone said that Northern Ireland and Ireland were the same country. Which wasn't me, by the way. It was, not, it was okay. not him. No. Thank you. Because I wouldn't do that. Oh. That person shall remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> but we are looking at her right now. <laughs> oh, well, you said her, then everybody knows who it is. It's <laughs> Nrup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So after the after school, what did you do after school? We come back to stand-up comedy. So, oh, I just went to university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 
did two years there, then I went to work in Austria for mm -hmm. a year, then I had one year and I graduated, and now I work here. Okay. That's the end of my story. Amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. So, are you happy here, or yeah, generally speaking? I'd say I'm generally speaking happy wherever I go. I'm a very happy person. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so now we can move on to the stand-up comedy, which mm -hmm. is something that is really fascinating for me as a subject because I have had a stand-up comedian on this podcast before and it's none other than Luke Thompson from Great Britain and my listeners know him very well because wow. he's actually the person who inspired me to create this podcast That's awesome. and he has his own podcast as well he's an English teacher himself France. and he does stand-up comedy in France in Paris mm, Wow! so nice. it is amazing opportunity for us to hear another yet another stand-up comedian on this podcast mm -hmm. okay I think so. it's it's really funny that English teachers or foreign language teachers there is a big overlap between stand-up comedy and teaching because yeah. I think teaching is kind of the same you have to perform and keep people interested whilst trying to get your story across you see, I once said to my Delta tutor that my performance was very bad after I was like self-critical after the after my lesson because we had to do a self-assessment mm -hmm. and she said it's not it's not performance she wasn't happy at all that I used the term because she said you are not there to perform wow <laughs> yeah. very, because, very angry person yeah because basically uh, these days the teaching should be student-centered mm -hmm. and if you say something like that that implies that you are there to entertain the students yeah, and like you are there to be in the center of attention. Like it's a lecture. Yeah. Exactly. I understand that view. So, so, yeah, okay. But but I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you because in order to keep them interested, uh, sometimes you have to uh, bend over backwards, mm -hmm. if that is an expression. That I think is, is an expression. Yeah. Well used. Yeah, I agree. You have to find the right mix, don't you? If you're really boring, then the kids are not going to... The kids aren't going to listen, but at the same time, yeah. if you're lecturing, the kids aren't going to learn. Exactly. It's a problem. Yeah. To find... It's a fine line between them. You have to find the balance. <clears throat> like with everything in life, yeah? yeah. Balance is key. Make it a profound thought here. Um, okay, so so how did how did it occur to you to become a stand-up comedian? And how, how does one become a stand-up comedian anyway? <laughs> um, by luck. It's always by luck. I don't believe anyone ever, as a child, goes, you know what I want to be when I grow up? I want to make people laugh. Um, I was actually working in a bar and okay. I was just taking bottles. My job was to walk out, collect the empty bottles, put them in the kitchen. Okay. And it was comedy night. Mm -hmm. And the, the comic who was supposed to perform didn't turn up. Okay. I don't know why. And my boss was just going frantic. Mm. And I won't lie to you, listeners, I had had a beer or two and my brain went, you know what? You should go and do that. And so I said, yeah, that's grand. I'll go and do that. Wow. And before my boss could stop me, I was on that stage. It's unbelievable. It's, it, like, yeah, looking back, I should have been so embarrassed, but I was, you know, the beers were good. Can I say something? Yeah, sure, Maria, go ahead. Uh, this sounds like a movie premise or something, like, like a girl who started uh, stand-up comedy like that. And then became very successful at it. Yeah, it's like it's. <laughs> so I'm like just waiting for my success. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Maybe, maybe I should go back and become a success story. It's, not, it's a success story in a way because like it's this is impressive, and it, if it happens like that, like out of nowhere, out of the blue, it makes it even more interesting. I think. 
I don't know how else you'd get into stand-up comedy, apart from well, just going to a night and as trying as, it. As far as I know, Luke took some courses before he did that. Luke Thompson. You can do courses? I think you can, yeah. Oh, wow. You, sh- you should go yeah, for Yeah, that's really interesting. I'd like yeah, to. They teach you. I, I remember Luke talking about, for example, there are some strategies to deal with. Um, when, you, when, when you forget what you wanted to say, because obviously for stand-up comedy you prepare your material beforehand, yeah. but obviously there are times when, you just, when your mind goes blank. Mm-hmm, and definitely. then there are some ways you can deal with this just by improvising and you just have to make fun of yourself or there, there, there are a lot of tips and strategies you can follow yeah so and, and this can this can be uh, this can be learned that's interesting I'd yeah. better look into that you did you in, do yeah. in case teaching doesn't work out that should be my new thing <laughs> Okay, so do, do you feel like your kids appre- appreciate kids? Your students appreciate your approach, or the stand-up comedian approach, or um, funny a, funny teacher approach? Yeah, I mean it depends on the age. For my little ones, I can I teach six and seven-year-olds. Mm. You need to be the big clown in the class, otherwise they're not gonna yeah. they're not gonna care. They're not gonna listen. Mm-hmm. And the same with my sort of older teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to come come up with a different humor. Oh Don't yeah, you? definitely, definitely. Yeah. With the little ones, it's just everything is funny. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, there's a bird. <laughs> yeah. With the older ones, it's more like I don't know, a bit more banter there in the is class. A bird. Mm. Yeah. Look at her. <laughs> That's like terrible. That. I know. Well, I'm Who not. Are a, you? You see, I'm not a stand-up comedian. Yeah. That's why I'm a, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> don't change your job. <laughs> I know. Uh, you just have to change. Don't drop it in. Don't drop it. It's enough. Okay. <laughs> So it's just like banter with the older ones, you know, yeah. laughing like with and at each other a okay. little bit, and it's yeah. grand. Yeah. All right, amazing. And so, so what was the biggest? Well, how many how many stand up gigs have you done so far? Like, you don't have to be specific about it, but. I mean, gigs? Do you mean like every time I performed, or every time yeah, it was like a like, big crowd? I don't know. You tell me. Well, obviously, like. For most of it, I've just done open mic nights and okay. clubs and things, or like comedy nights and mm. clubs and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have done a few like specific comedy events that people go to. I've done a few of those. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest one. Where a comedy sort of festival mm-hmm. in um, near Bristol in the United Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. in England. Um, it was a big comedy thing. Lots of comedians were there. My comedic hero was there. And oh, I got who, to meet her. Uh, I don't think you know her. Her name's Ashling B. Okay. And she's an Irish comedian. Okay. And she's she was a real inspiration to me. And I got to meet her, uh, but unfortunately she was in a rush. So I shook her hand and she left. And yeah, that was my moment. And then she just left. So oh, wow. left me ha- left me out to dry. I'm afraid. Okay. So um, are you doing any stand-up comedy here in the Czech Republic? Or no, because I don't think anyone would understand me here, would they? Well, I would. They would just be, ah, look at the foreign girl making you, noises. You should, we should try to, to set something up. <laughs> I haven't done stand-up comedy in about a year, so I'm probably... You think you're rusty? Out, yeah, way out of touch. <laughs> you know, I, I can't be doing modern references yeah, if I don't know them. You can't forget that thing. Like, it's in you. It's just, the, the humor is in you. You can't just forget it. Oh, we can see, maybe. Maybe. You should try something here. Mm, okay. Why not? Besides, you, as you said yourself, they might not even understand you, so, mm. you know. I've actually done a comedy thing in German. 
oh. and I thought it was going really well really? but it was um, in a very small town in Austria okay. and all I remember I was again the beers all I remember was this one old woman putting her hand up and telling me I'd got um, a case wrong I'd used the genitive when I should have used the dative did it, did it make the joke funny? Oh, no, no. The whole, so the whole night was a disaster. So who cares? They knew, they knew you were yeah. Irish, so yeah. they should appreciate somebody. Like, it's an, it's, for me, it's an ex- extra level. If somebody, it's really brave. It's really being brave, isn't it? If you do stand-up comedy in, in language which is not your first language. I mean, brave and stupid. There's a really big overlap on that. <laughs> That's where I live my life, in between those two. I still, I still think it's, it's really, you know, worth admiring well, if you ask me thank you I, mean, I feel very like, admired honestly because i know i know like learning a language is about coming out of your comfort zone and like breaking this barrier and bursting the bubble or whatever whatever metaphor you want to use and it's never easy and doing something like that it's like it's uh crosses all boundaries you know like, yeah i agree but it was fun and i wanted to see that if i could do it mm-hmm. and i could but not very well so but, you know, like, Point proven. I, I guess you don't have regrets or anything like that. No, so. I don't do regrets. So who cares? You know? Yeah. All right. Well. Um, okay. Do you guys have any questions for Kay? Mm, I wanted to ask: When did you learn German? Before university or after? Um, before university, actually, I learned it as a child. But yeah, when I was maybe six or seven, I started learning German. So, yeah. who taught you? Who taught you? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you look like you're playing tennis. Yeah, I'm just moving the the dictaphone across the table because you know. It was someone in my community had moved from a German community, so he decided that he would teach us his language, and we taught him ours. Okay, so it was a language exchange, yeah. as we call it. Although it meant that I spoke a very old type of German for a long time. Really? Yeah. And, yeah, and very sort of... But you mean old type of German, something like well, the man Shakespearean... Was, no. Shakes, like, we have Shakespearean English, so you would so have... So like Goethe-esque Deutsch. Goethe, 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 Goethe-esque but No, I don't mean Deutsch. that, I just mean that Hochdeutsche. This, <laughs> hey, I speak Hochdeutsch. No, I don't speak Hochdeutsch. <laughs> <laughs> Way too scummy for that. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, what I mean is this man was in his 60s. Okay. So I think the, the English which an, a six-year-old man would speak yeah, yeah, is yeah. different from my English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that sort of idea. Uh. Amazing. So I'd be going wandering around and saying the equivalent of "Oh, splendid!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. top notch. Spl- splendid and top notch would yeah. be like very, very posh expressions. Exactly, yeah. just mm-hmm. very elderly. We wouldn't yeah, say yeah. them. So it was really fun to hear an eight-year-old child. And do do the that. Germans notice when you speak that? When I went to Vienna, yeah, people yeah. told me that I spoke like their grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. How did that make you feel? I mean, I was flattered. I met their grandmother. She's lovely. <laughs> Okay, wonderful. Do you guys have any more questions? Uh, me. Um, if you had, if you had a country to to get back to again, which would it be? Huh. One that I've already been to. Yes. Um, I don't know. I really loved Vienna. I really felt mm. very at home there. Maybe we put K on the spot here. This yeah. Question, you know. I know. What if people are lit? No. Uh, <laughs> Vienna. Yeah. You cannot insult anyone either but way. But I suppose you know. Ireland is always going to be the first place. I'd love to go. Let's go back there. To your motherland. My motherland, yeah. <laughs> the homeland, exactly. Yeah. Okay, Maria has a question. She's actually wa- waving her arm <laughs> to ask a question. And where would you go next? I think you mentioned Australia once, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
I'm going to Australia in July to see my very good friend, which I cannot wait for. Um, but I think the next step of like somewhere to live and somewhere to work, I'd like to go back to Asia, <laughs> but maybe not China. Mm-hmm. There's lots of teaching-ish jobs going in South Asia, and I'd like to go there. Okay. That's it. So, wonderful. I have to say, this has been impressive. Really, thank you very much for being on the podcast, Kay. You're welcome. And I hope this is not the last time. <laughs> I hope so too. All right, cool. Bye. 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 Cheers. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.